Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and uh, joined always by Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Sidekick. Jeff. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. And you? I am fine and dandy. You look fine and dandy. Fine and dandy like cotton candy, my there kids like to say, because they I like, like cotton candy. Who doesn't? And what's not to like about cotton candy? Not good for you, though. So anyway. We digress. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We are going to talk about something sweet, though. Awesome. Um, first of all, Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Right. So it's New Year's, um, and which is technically uh, a secular holiday. It is right, and it's just we're celebrating the be- the end of the one of year, year and the beginning of a new, you know. Uh, and uh, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people don't know that the January is named after the god Januarius, and there he's he's pictured with two faces, one looking back and one looking forward. It's profound, right? The, the looking back. Yeah. Anyway, like we that. say all that stuff, and what's interesting is the church doesn't so much celebrate the new year, right? Liturgically speaking, we celebrate. In fact, this is the oldest liturgical celebration in the church. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, and that's Mary, Mother of God. Okay. Right. And this it's an ancient, ancient celebration, and it's quite uh, profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also one of the things that a lot of Catholics, that, you know, Mary, Mother of God, and people don't realize, you know, what a fuss that created. Mm-hmm. Um, the church always taught that. The church always believed that. In fact... Uh, some of the early heresies about who Jesus was mm-hmm. uh, took the form of like uh, there was a priest named Nestorius, Nestorianism, which is a, uh, a heresy about the, the divinity of or lack of divinity of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, being born and that, that Mary gave birth to the human Jesus, but not the God Jesus. And so right. it separated sort of a duality of his natures, not to get specific about the because uh, uh, I just. You know, I, I'm sure I just uh, destroyed the true argument and the discussion about that, but right. that wasn't the point of the whole show anyway. Right, right. Just to say that uh, we, there was a council at Ephesus mm-hmm. back in 430, roughly 430 A.D. that was called to discuss Mary specifically, mm-hmm. and it was in that council that they used the word, um, the Greek word theotokos, which means God-bearer, right. to define dogmatically who Mary is and what mm-hmm. we've always believed about Mary, mm-hmm. uh, that Mary is indeed the mother of God. And this still continued to brew. In fact, uh, uh, all these things you still see today, Protestants will have difficulty in understanding uh, what Catholics truly believe about Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so will a lot of Catholics. Sure. We don't talk about it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about that, Mary, the mother of God, but but from maybe from a different perspective. Okay. There's some things about Mary that I think are just quite beautiful that sometimes we don't pay attention to that, you know, I know that some folks think that Mary's just a nice Jewish girl that just did a couple of nice things and whatever, but there's some, some profundity to what Mary did. Her mm. yes was a, was a big yes. Huge. Yeah, because obviously it just was going to disrupt, you know, God was going to interrupt her life and, in fact, interrupt the world right. through the incarnation. And she had agreed to be part of that. That's right. Well, and, that, and that was a profound agreement, uh, a fiat, her in Latin, fiat, yes. Her yes uh, is profound and had, obviously, such a beautiful effect uh, to our salvation. It made the salvation possible. She's 
not only the mother of Jesus, she's the mother of God because Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. She's also the mother of um, of hope. She is. Right? The mother of salvation because she was part of that plan. Um, her yes made her part, an integral part of God's plan. Well, but there's also that, there is that simple Jewish girl perspective I wanted, I wanted to talk about. Um, in, in cycle A of our, our uh, readings, when we're, when we're reading um, on Mary, the mother of God, on that, on that day, the, the gospel reading uh, comes to us from uh, the gospel of Luke mm-hmm. in the second chapter. And, and and this is obviously part of the Christmas story, right? Right. And starting at verse fifteen, um, Luke tells us, "When the angels went away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us.' So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child." All who had heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So that's what we're going to hear, or that's what we hear in, uh, you know, on, on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right in year A of the cycle of readings in our lectionary, and it's just it's you know we so often read through things, right? right? We or we or we hear a story and we think about the story, uh, and we've seen how many Christmas cards we've seen. Uh, you know, Christmas in a lot of people's lives is over, right? For all intents and purposes, which we know it's not. We're in the Christmas season, right? The twelve days of Christmas. When do they start? On Christmas Day, right? We've right. talked about that yep. on this show. And a lot of people don't really, we've experienced Christmas and we know that story and we just miss something here. And there's one line. Just glance right over it. That's so beautiful to me that just, it talks a lot about who Mary is. Uh, after all this stuff has happened, mm-hmm. after what's happened with Mary, what's happened to Mary, mm-hmm. right? All of this. And then, of course, all the struggle of finding a place to have the child uh, and where they are, they're in this uh, they're in this manger scene, right? Our little nativity scene. And Mary, then, as she hears what all these shepherds are saying, look, this is what this is what they told us, mm-hmm. and we've come to see this. How amazing just that moment is! And what I love is where it says, "And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart." Hmm. And and I heard that. Now I've also heard that that word reflect uh, rendered pondered. Mm-hmm. She pondered all these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that translation better myself, just because it's like, if you stop and think, Tom, do we do we do a lot of pondering anymore? We really don't. Right? We, we, we're, we're, we're so... We're on go. Right. We're Everybody's always, on go. We're in hurry. Loud all the time. We're, we're in a hurry. I mean, we got, yeah. we got jobs. We got kids. We got issues. We got elections. We got, you know, we got crises. Stuff. Right. Right. And we don't often stop and just and ponder. And I'm thinking, I, I can't imagine what the the perspective Mary had at that moment. And um, there there's a song that I wanted to talk about here. Uh, it's it's a song called "You're Here," and it's by uh, an artist, a singer songwriter named Francesca Battistelli, 
who uh, is a, she's a Christian recording artist. That's a name right there. It's a nice name. Now, I, I, I just happened to find her. Uh, I don't remember how I found the album, but she has a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful song that she wrote called You're Here that's on that album. And I'm, as I was listening to it, and I was listening to it before Christmas, and it made me think this is capturing beautifully the moment of pondering mm-hmm. that, that Mary has. And I'll just read through the lyrics kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Hold on now. Got to take a deep breath. I don't know what to say when I look in your eyes. You made the world before I was born, and here I am holding you in my arms tonight. I don't know how long I'm going to have you for, but I'll be watching when you change the world. Look at your hands. They're still so small. Someday you're going to stretch them out and save us all. Noel, Noel, God with us. Emmanuel, you're here. I'm holding you so near. I'm staring in the face of my Savior, King and Creator. You could have left us on our own, but you're here. You're here. Someday I'm going to look back on this, the night that God became a baby boy. Someday you're going to go home again, but you'll leave your spirit and flood the world with joy. You'll be here. I'm holding you so near. I'm staring at the face of my Savior, King and Creator. You could have left me on my own, but you're here. You're here. Hallelujah. You're here. Hallelujah. You're here. It's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. That's a great song. You should you should look that up, find it. I'm gonna. And you should support Francesca Battistelli. Yeah. You should buy her album. Uh, it's a, It's actually a really... Uh, uh, I, I think I found it on Amazon. Okay. And uh, you, when I read those lyrics, it just makes me think what Mary, you know, in those quiet moments mm-hmm. where she's looking at, well, her baby. Right. And I know we've all, you and I have both had kids. We, we've had those moments where we've kind of held our kid. And we think, like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And, and uh, you know, what, what, are you going to be a, a good Catholic, or are you going to be a, a you know a credit to your society? Are you going to have a wife and a, you know if it's a son? Are you going to have a husband? You know, and you wonder that what their future is going to be like. Well, she kind of knows what's going on, and she has this sense of something great and grand of salvation happening, and and she has to ponder that, mm-hmm. and she has to stop, and she has to she has to think through all that, and I think about all the moments in life that we miss because we don't ponder, ponder. right. And and Mary, being the mother of God, there's another neat thing about Mary that, that I want to fo- focus on and talk about and why we should listen to, to Mary mm-hmm. is because of just a couple of things that happen th- there um, in the scriptures that we read specifically. But uh, it's, it's beautiful that on the cross, when Jesus' arms were stretched out, when, our, when his hands were stretched out on the cross, mm-hmm. right, he looks down, and uh, in John chapter 19, verse 26 and 27, it says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, meaning John, standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own house, his own home. That's, that's John. He gave his mom to John. And the church has always seen that as Jesus giving all of us. Mary. Mary mm-hmm. as our mother, mm-hmm. right? Because also in John also wrote the letter in the letter of John, the first letter of John chapter three, verse two, it says, beloved, we are God's children. Now we're all God's children. That means Jesus is our adopted brother or sister. We're brother or sister to Jesus, I guess is how I should say that. And that means that we are all God's children, which means Mary, if it's Mary is Jesus's mother, Mary's our mother. Right. right, and we should we should listen to what Mary is saying, and we should watch 
what she does. And if she stops and takes time and she ponders. Maybe we should do the same. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not easy to do. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to talk about how we can, Mary as a mother can help us uh, in this process of pondering and, and thinking about what we're going to do. Before we do that, I want to take a break and um, I want to tell you about um, uh, the Catholic Cafe. It's a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love for you to send me an email. Send me an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And if you want to hear more about your mama, Mary, we'll see you in a sec. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How do we determine that we are following God's will? Perhaps if it is virtuous, then God wants us to do it. But if it is a pious, good, and virtuous act, is that enough to tell us that God has willed it to be done, and it is what He wants for us? This can get tricky. But St. Ignatius of Loyola can help. St. Ignatius of Loyola was a Spanish saint born in the late 15th century who became the principal founder and the first superior general of the Society of Jesus, better known as the Jesuits. St. Ignatius devised a simple test for determining God's will in our lives. He tells us that we must look at the fruits of what we are doing. That will tell us whether or not God willed it to be done. If it has good fruits, peace, harmony, and happiness— then it is more likely that we are following the will of God. If it has bad fruits, discord, pain, and disharmony, then it is more likely that we are not properly discerning God's will in our lives. A man wakes at 4 a.m. every day and spends four hours in prayer, which would ordinarily be viewed as a virtuous act. But if he is married, he may encounter a wife who becomes angered by the fact that he is no longer helping her get the household ready for the day, making breakfast and bathing and dressing the children. St. Ignatius would tell us that because of the bad fruits of his morning ritual, the upset wife, the disharmony in the household, the man might be being influenced by the evil one, Satan, who often comes to us in the guise of light. St. Ignatius would suggest that if the same man prayed the same amount, but at times of the day more in accord with his family's schedule, the fruits might very well include a more harmonious household and a happier wife. Thus, St. Ignatius would tell us that this was truly following the will of God. So often in our daily lives, we need affirmation that the road we have chosen was indeed the one that God had intended us to take. While the world may tell us one thing about the choices we make, the fruits of those choices cannot lie. We need only to take the time to examine our actions and their results to determine if God was truly served in carrying them out. Because of his life dedicated to the good fruits of a faith-filled life in Christ, St. Ignatius was canonized a saint in the year 1622. His feast day is July 31st. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. 
Sitting here with Tom Dorian, we are talking about our Mama Mary. We are indeed. And uh, we just uh, read the lyrics of that beautiful song from Francesca Battistelli called You're Here in a Moment of Pondering uh, and how beautiful it is to ponder. And and the fact that we should listen to our Mama Mary, because she is our mother, because Jesus gave her to all of us. The church for 2,000 years has taught that when Jesus... Now, see, think about this for a second. Back in those days, if... Jesus had other brothers and sisters, like some people think. He wouldn't have given her to John. That's exactly right. That never would have happened. It's an automatic. Yeah, you, you, you go back home with the family, right? Because right. 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 So, but even so, the fact that he, he he makes a point on the cross as he's dying, this is your mother. Behold your mother. It's not right. just like, hey, will you take care of mom while I'm gone? Right. It's it's more it's like a declaration. Yeah, it's a profound kind of you know. Uh, proclamation yeah and that is you it's your mom yeah this is your mom <laughs> and and i can't help but think that uh, the church is right and if we look and understand who mary is through through the scriptures we we start to have a relationship with mary and we if we make that connection it really changes a lot of what we think about mary and and you know i, I just we're missing something if we don't understand mary as our mother because once we understand that she's our mother then we can start to realize we can have this relationship with her like we would with a mother mm-hmm. right profound things like if uh, um when you've lost your coat or your shoes mm-hmm. right when you were a kid um <laughs> right and so we can it just shows that we can ask her for help that's true. We ask Mary for help. And maybe not just to find our shoes, but when we need right. to find our heart. Pray the memorare. When we ah, right. Perfect prayer for that. You were just telling me about a situation in your in your life where at the end of that memorare it's like something happened. It was and it positive. Was amazing. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. When when those prayers are answered. Uh, but then also remember when you were a kid and you'd you'd, you'd scrape your knee? Oh yeah, mom. Yeah, ask so we ask mom to kiss it and make it better. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the reality is we can go to Mary in our moments of grief, trial, stress, and she can problems, us. and she comforts us. Exactly. And then there's this idea that uh, that that we we take her to our own and we and we love her so dearly and we treasure her so much that if someone says something bad about her, we get oh, a little upset. Yeah. What happens if someone talks about your mama? Those are fighting words. Even if they're true, Tom, if someone says something about my mother and you it's like, yeah, it's true, but you don't talk about my mom. Right. I talk about my mom, <laughs> but, you, but you don't talk about my mom. Exactly. So we, we as Catholics have to defend her. Right. When people like say, no, uh, I don't believe that. Or that's, that's, you guys made that up or she's just an ordinary Jewish school or girl or right. whatever. It's like, no, yeah. no, we got to defend our teaching or defend our faith, defend her. And just as an aside, you probably don't want to talk negatively about Jesus's mom. No, exactly. <laughs> that's just some food for thought. No, that's exactly right. Exactly right. And so now when, when it's Mother's Day, what do we do with our moms, right? We give them yeah, flowers. We, we honor them. Right? And a lot of people don't realize where the rosary comes from mm-hmm. and that connection with roses. All right, they're flowers. Exactly. And so we give her many flowers. When we pray a rosary to Mary like for each, whatever our intention is. is a flower. That's exactly right. And, and obviously that, it's, it's, it's beautiful that we are giving her flowers. Yep. Right? We're, we're laying them at her feet. And, of course, you know. We want to make our moms smile. 
when you came home, well, Tom, you didn't always do this with a with a with a like a good report card, or did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. But I know where you're going with this. Whatever you did, you wanted your mom to be proud of you. Yeah, but when you like uh, when you when you tackled three guys at once, you came home and you yeah. were so proud, right? Yeah, you made your mama smile. <laughs> Like you did something good. I love that analogy. Right? That's great. Yeah, but but the, but you know the point is, uh, 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 if Mary is our mother, we want to make her smile. Oh yeah. And she smiles whenever we follow her son, when we seek her son, because that's the whole point. She's not leading us to herself. She's not taking away exactly any glory right. from God. Right. We're not worshiping her. We venerate. We right. honor her. And there's a difference. There's right. a key difference because she always leads us to Jesus. Right. That's right. Uh, and of course. If indeed uh, she's our mother, just like your when your mom speaks, everyone shuts up and you got to listen. <laughs> All right, we got to listen to mom. You mean you get to listen? You don't got to you, listen. You're exactly right. You get, you get, to get, you get the you're, you are honored Score to listen one to mom. For me. Very good. My good. mom's listening. <laughs> Gloria, he did good. <laughs> your boy, you did good. Gloria, raising your son. That's right. And, and the whole point is, absolutely, we we listen to her. And what is she telling us? She's telling us about her son. Yeah, she's pointing to him. And it's so funny that a lot of people think that when we give Mary honor, that it's distracting from Jesus. And it's like, what I, I love the Magnificat. I love just the whole idea of that. That's Latin for magnify. And, and that comes from that her beautiful canticle where she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Right. Right. And it's like, so what she's essentially saying is, I am a magnifying glass. That if you look at me, I bring you closer to Jesus. That's what a magnifying glass does. That's right. And so it, Mary's our mother, and we, and we, if we have that relationship with her, then all of a sudden it, it changes everything. And again, we didn't just like make this stuff up. Yeah, we're not making this up as we go. No, this is God revealed this to us, mm-hmm. and one of the ways He does it is through Scripture. Right. And there's just so many scriptures that we can talk about. I remember uh, uh, Luke chapter one, verse thirty-five. The angel Gabriel he announced to Mary that she was about to be the mother of the Son of God, right? We hear that. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God, right? So we know that. That's part one. And then the angel of the Lord comes to Joseph in a dream, mm-hmm. right? When he's when Joseph's getting ready to hightail it out, out, right? He says to him in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, so she's giving birth to God with us. Now, if you stop and think about that for a second, so there's a kid, and that kid is Jesus. Jesus is God. And we know that's the case. Because, well, another time uh, when, when she's pregnant, what is she, she goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, right. who's also pregnant. Right. A couple of pregnant girls getting together, help each other, do, you know, do their nursery or something. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, you know, she's helping. And uh, in, in uh, the 43rd verse in the first chapter of Luke, we hear, and why is this granted me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So Elizabeth recognizes Mary as the mother of my Lord. Right. Those are interesting words for really are. for uh, someone who's not going to be the mother of God to call her the mother of my Lord. Right, right, and and we know that 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 Jesus is God. Specifically, again, John, the beginning of John chapter one, verse one, 
where it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word is capitalized. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking about Jesus because in 14 verses, John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Mm-hmm. And he's, John is identifying Jesus as the Word of God, the living Word of God, God. Right. So Jesus is God. So Mary gave birth to God. And and I, I'm, I'm not sure why people don't just go, oh, okay. Now, it is still, there's still a great mystery. Mm-hmm. And one of the things interesting, um, you know, we have a lot, and because of where we live, Tom, we have a lot of conversations with uh, separated brothers and sisters, Christians who aren't Catholic. Uh, and, um, and many times they'll be like, you Catholics really kind of made up all this stuff about Mary. Mary. And it's like, well, you know. Okay, but here's a quote from 1529 I want to read to you. It says, Mary is the mother of Jesus and the mother of us all. There where he is, we ought to also be, and all that he has ought to be ours, and his mother is also our mother. And that same person in 1522 said, God says Mary's son is my only son, thus Mary is the mother of God. Now, both of those quotes came from this um, former Augustinian monk and priest named Martin Luther. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I will tell folks who are not following marriage, I'm like, you know, I understand where you're, where you're coming from. I don't agree with you. And I think it's actually to your detriment to deny your mother, the mother that Jesus gave you. And, and, but I'm not going to challenge your, your religious beliefs and, and, and judge you in any way. I, I would never do that. But, but the guy that started it all... For you, yeah, let me share you share this line. With Here, you. Here's what he thought about Mary, and he he has a lot of things to say about Mary's immaculate conception. There's a lot of things, and the fact that her um, her ever virgin, uh, her the uh, being ever virgin, and it's like these are important things for us to note. They are. So Mary is our mother, and and and, and our mother wants us to ponder. So if you're going to have a New Year's resolution, if you're going to do something this year differently, ponder, ponder. Have a resolution to ponder. I mean, I hope you lose that weight, Tom. I hope you stop smoking. I hope you stop drinking. All the things that we all put out there. I'm kidding, Tom. You're a good guy. But all those things that we tell God we want to do or we just say we're going to do this, right. I hope all those things happen. But but a better resolution is to ponder, to ponder the very Son of God, the mystery of his incarnation, and the great gift that we received at Christmas and every single day of our life. Amen. Let's pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, 
Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.